0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the show where we see a movie, leave the movie, don't talk about the movie, get in the car, drive to where the mics are, the mics are hot, and we talk about that movie. I'm joined today by... I'm Mike Birch. That's Mike Birch, uh, founder of Story Screen Monkey Man,
1: and... I'm Jack Kolejewski. Other Monkey Man. Turn this podcast off right now and go see that fucking movie. <sighs> don't listen to us dinguses. If you haven't seen this movie... Go see that movie.
0: What did we see? What did we see, Mike?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, today we saw... <laughs> I should say what movie it is.
0: I thought you were doing a bit. Today we saw the ninth installment in the Planet of the Apes franchise. We saw war for the Planet of the Apes.
1: Yes, we did. You guys all right? I'm okay. I mean, that movie, like, really... Hey, you want a hot take? I think that was the, my favorite movie this year.
0: Burge? How do you how do you rebuttal that? I did not like this movie. It's fucking ass, he's a piece of shit. I was kidding. This movie's great. That's absolutely. That's. A, I was gonna say, turn this. That is a, off. a phenomenal. Say, like, that is a phenomenal. Do we need, to, of, do we need to do uh, this again? Right Holy there. shit! I'm really upset that we did that. We saw it. I mean, we we saw it at like a seven o'clock screening, and it's on a Monday. The weekend it opened. I'm really upset that we didn't have a bigger audience in there. We were. It was very scarce theater. Yeah, and it's I, nice that script, is a right? like, that is a movie that yeah. I, you like. Again, reiterating what you said at the beginning of the podcast, go see this movie while it is in theaters and it's still fresh. You need to oh, see yeah. this with a big group of people because it is. You need to see it on the big screen too because some of these shots are not going to have the same impact that they have when you get it on DVD. That movie was. Fucking unbelievably good looking. It Holy was... Holy shit. ...incredible. And I just saw, you know, I saw Dawn of the Planet, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, uh, last night to prepare for this movie, because I've seen Rise yeah, a hadn't while not seen ago. it yet. Exactly. <clears throat> and Dawn, you know, Dawn is also an incredible-looking movie. Like, the way that they make all the apes look, and just, like, stylistically in general,
1: like, that world looks incredible to this movie. It's just the way this movie is shot. Like, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was a fun... Kind of like, just like a fun little romp, right? With um, yeah. James Franco, it was all right. Oh, the like, first one, the Rise? First, the that's first Rise,
0: one. Rise is with James Franco, oh, Jason okay. Clarke, Russell. Russell.
1: Okay, so yeah, right. So that movie was just kind of good at the time. Solid the world is very small cool ending. Movie. Yeah, it's yeah. but it's like more like a personal story between Franco and Caesar, mm-hmm. the main character, the main ape, right? Uh, so that was. Rise, and then Dawn was the second one, right? Yeah. And Dawn was solid, I think. Dawn's really cool. I mean, uh, Dawn has a really good kind of... What Dawn
0: objectively is trying to do is that they're trying to set up, I think, this movie, or at least, like, The War. Right. But they do a really good job of, like, never making anyone seem... like, Like, the humans aren't necessarily the bad guy, and the apes aren't necessarily the bad guy. And, like, everyone has, like... No one wants a war, but it starts. Because there are people who think they're trying to do the right thing. Even though, like, Koba... I think Burge and I were talking about this earlier today. He just looks like a bad guy.
1: Yeah, he seems. He just incredible. looks.
0: Yeah. Koba is <laughs> without a doubt one of the best um, cinematic villains of the 21st century. Have you or seen fucking all, Woody Harrelson like, in this movie? He is
1: very good. Koba yeah. is, is another villain in this movie. Which right. We'll get okay. To mm-hmm. later, so yes, and then, but this movie is like, for me, I don't want to sound hyperbolic out of the bat, but this is a hot take, and I'm still really high on this movie. Uh, uh, this is Logan to the rest of the X-Men series for me. Like this is just like a, yeah. I don't know. It's been a little while since I've seen the other two. Listen, but this is another cut. <clears throat> Dawn's super good, and I do like rises. But this movie
0: is like, I, do, I cannot think of a third movie in a trilogy that I've seen take the ball and just like fucking hail Mary that and shit. just just destroy it. Like they're doing some crazy stuff in this movie that should not work. No every time uh, they were changing scenes or going to something else and setting up what was about to happen, I was like, I don't think... Can they pull that off? Can they keep doing this like that? Like, they eventually have to change uh, with... I mean, I guess it's not really a spoiler to say that this movie does not have a lot of dialogue.
1: Very, very little spoken dialogue. Very, very little spoken dialogue. That is the thing that I think impressed me so much for this, because like... uh, You know, the first two movies in this trilogy that were like solid summer blockbuster movies. But this movie takes its time in a way that's like so uncharacteristic of a blockbuster. Yeah. Even from the very first scene, like it is lovingly crafted. Oh, yeah. Lovingly shot. Well, you
0: have these like insane bombastic moments, but like the movie never is shying away from being like, we want to take a moment to hang out with these characters in this intimate setting and like... There are, like, moments, I think, of Dawn that felt, like, almost, like, too big because it's they're really trying to, like, set up this world. It's there. Popcorny. Yeah, I mean, this movie is, too, but this movie, like, really, like, they, I didn't think that they would go with the strategy, with, like, they almost, like, narrow the focus way more than I thought they were going to do with this, again, like, this third movie in this franchise that sounds like it's going to be huge, and it is huge, but, like,
1: it's still a very contained story. It's, it's really it's cool. It's huge in the way that you have this big, bombastic battle scene and the way they, like, bring the camera in mm-hmm. and make it so personal intimate, in that moment yeah. yeah intimate exactly
0: i mean i'm just yeah, still, i think I'm you're in like i yeah uh, uh, i mean i'm gonna be honest with you right off i i've had a lot of time to like spend with dawn of the planet of the apes which yeah. is a very beautiful movie and it's, i really do like Dawn. it's still to <clears> this <throat> moment right now it's still my favorite of the three new ones I really, really enjoy Dude. this one, and I'm just not letting my emotions get the best of me because yeah. Dawn does something. That's, that's why this is know, a high mean, take and also, Mike, too, it's you like You can do that. Dawn of the Planet sure. Apes has, in my opinion, a superior villain. Not to say that Woody Harrelson's villain in War is lacking in anything. He's just a different type of villain, mm-hmm. and Koba is just an absolute treat to watch as a character. Yeah. To get to see that character. In Dawn, uh, slowly become the character that they are by the end of the film, just like you would a hero. To see this person, to see this this person, to see this person uh, go from just like slightly aggressive and 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 very much annoyed to just full out rage and just consumed by pain and the memory. Of like just not being able to let things go, I think is amazing and I think that the villain in uh war is just is just different. And it's not <clears throat> as much up my my uh my uh archetypal alley. Hey, that's totally fair. I mean they're going these two different villains are embodying different things. I mean Koba I really you know, I, I. it is good to spend some time talking about Koba and talking about Don because um I think like there's ten years between Rise and um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. and then I think we only have two between this mm-hmm. movie, and also we have Which a director is a change. A lot more than I thought it would be. Yeah, I looked. At I, it. I was expecting maybe like a couple months mm. or something like that, but they they really just go into it, and I guess the main the main reason for that is evident in the beginning, right? Um, um, but I didn't of, expect that. Right. I didn't expect that long of a. Mm-hmm. I, I thought because the way Dawn ends is just like wartime, motherfuckers. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it just seemed like I was I was <clears> half <throat> waiting for it to just boom, like start right from that scene, like with uh, I, I believe it ends with him like on the top of stairs or something like that, and everybody's like, uh, "We're going to fucking war!" Like you just saw it last night. What, what What's the, just, the final end? I think it is on the stairs. Well, he does the the head grab with the uh, the scientist who helps him out, like the nice human, and he kind of is just like. He's like, war's coming. I don't really remember the last line, but he says, war's coming, and even if it's like not the ape's fault, the humans are not going to listen, so like we're going to have to fight. Yeah. Um, but like seeing the evolution, like Man, listening is a very important thing in this movie. Oh, yes. But seeing the evolution of Caesar, but I do, yeah, Koba, I really like that, uh, I guess, I don't want to get into any spoilers, so sorry, but Koba is a really interesting villain. He's almost like the Joker to Batman. In The Dark Knight is Koba to Caesar in this movie, which is like, you know, two types they're both apes. They both want something that's good. Yeah, um, they're they're the antithesis of one of, of each other's needs. Yeah, you know, that was much more eloquent. Uh, in Dawn, sure. like that's in Dawn, that's why I think that the the, the villainy is so good with Koba. Uh especially because of uh Caesar's stature. Caesar yeah. believe he has seen the good mm-hmm. in people, James Franco and John Lithgow. <laughs> And that girl that James Franco falls in love with, like he sees the good in people. He knows yeah. that there is good. And uh, Koba has only seen the bad. He is he's been tested on and just beaten mm-hmm. and like constantly. And so they are both they are both icons of the insane aggressive nature of good or bad that is on display in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is very much about uh, our our people. And when I say people, I'm not saying human beings because, like, the, 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 the apes in these movies very much are people. They, they have, they have characteristics that are very human-like and we're supposed to, uh, like throw our own human traits and empathy on them. That's yeah. the whole point. Um, so when I say people, I'm not just meaning the human beings. I am meaning, like, the characters in this. Oh, maybe I'll say characters to, to clear that up. Hmm. Um, but it's all very much about, like, are the characters in this world, are they, are we naturally good or are we naturally yeah. bad? And do we try to, do we try to make up for being bad by doing good things or are we good? And every, and every now and then we fuck up, Yeah, you know, like that's what Dawn of the Planet of <clears> the <throat> is all about. And so moving on into this one, having Koba's role that is in this one play what it is, I think is a, a very awesome thing to do in like in the idea of a trilogy, Absolutely. if this is a trilogy. Because Koba is in Rise, right? Yes. Okay. He and oh yes, I, I'm yeah, he's the, the one. He him. uh he kicks uh he kicks the the business guy off, like who's in the helicopter and stuff like that, uh, and like okay. the, hey, he's about to get out, and he's yeah. like, no, no. Like Koba is definitely like a very important character to, to carry over throughout these this entire trilogy. Um, I think we keep talking about Don as a recap for each other, but because like we. You know, we don't want to spoil anything for war. Yep. And we still have some. Spo- I think we can get some more spoiler-free impressions out of the way before we dive into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like my, again, like my ta- my main takeaway is like if you have not seen this movie yet, stop you listening. Just, you just, yeah. just do it. It's really it's one of the best block blockbusters I think <sighs> I've seen, and and this is coming years from three people that have just seen like Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, which is like that movie's you know, incredible. Like, which is yeah. just like as. Blockbuster perfection as you can really get. Yeah. You know, this is just there's something else at work.
1: This is more I think this is more. There, like, yeah, this is Spider more Man than is just a, a blockbuster. Some, there is
0: something that is very uh like the there, word escapes me, but there is something that is like very artistic for lack of a better word at work.
1: There's a level in, of in expertise everything. here yeah, there, that in is, everything,
0: in the screenplay and the score, in how it's shot, in how it's on how the characters are portrayed and how the actors portray them. There's a lot going on in this, where everything just seems very lovingly crafted. I mean, it's a joy to see some to see that much money spent on something like
1: that. You're mm-hmm. dancing around it a little bit, but like, if you want to boil it down in the simple terms to describe this, like, you want to put push up our glasses here, but like, Spider-Man summer movie. This is like film ass territory, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for sure.
0: Right. And again, I, but I also don't want to
1: belittle what Spider Man Homecoming did because no, they definitely not. because
0: they really did introduce a new level of like uh, a new level of filmmaking into this Marvel brand, which is, you know, starting to oh, get absolutely. blander and blander, but starting to get better and better now. Right. with these new like Taika Waititi and James Guns and John Watts is coming yeah. in and like, ooh, like the, we're taking The over. Phase three is definitely strong, and I think kind of the, the, the takeaway is that we're in a time where movies like Spider Man, movie like Planet of the Apes, like people have started to figure out at the core of these long running franchises and characters, they've started to like kind of like slow drip out the concentrate. They're just like, Oh yeah, this is the little this is the bit that you need to make a good one. They're they're,
1: learning from their mistakes. They're pushing forward the standard. Yes. Like Marvel has been pushing forward the standard for comic book movies for a long time. Right. They're continuing to do so and I think they're hitting their stride now more than Mm -hmm. ever. And they are really like taking it far and away. But this movie I never, I never thought this franchise. I remember when I first heard about Planet of the Apes. It's getting a fucking rebooted. Planet of the Apes movie. It has no hey, hey w- now, hey, they're great movies, but like Diff- they're remember, different. they're different. Like, like I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't even go so far as to say
0: the original Planet of the Apes series is great. <laughs> but like, it's, but remember when we had definitely Marky Mark's Planet of the like, Apes? Like, come on. I mean, yeah. hey, that that one's its own little. Uh, it's got Abraham Lincoln, which is a great joke. Okay? <laughs> it's a pretty good. It's thing. a good, joke. It is a good um, joke. Is that the Tim Burton one? Yes, Tim Burton. Yeah, that's um, Tim Burton one. I really want to see that. You know, like I that's love weird. Planet of the Apes, and I don't. I'm not. I I already told myself that I wouldn't get too much into spoilers about it because about the originals. Because I think it's been a while. I'm pretty sure you could tell. Because people. it's Dr. well, no, because I honestly, everybody. it's like you know, I can, you know, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more once we hit the spoiler part of this, and I'll be okay. like, spoilers for everything, like you know, go see those as well. Because
1: actually, I've only seen the original. I've right. seen so zero. That's, that's the normal.
0: It's usually yes. people have seen the, the original. They've seen um the original 1968 Plan of the Apes. They've yeah, seen Charles the Tim Burton Plan of the Apes in 2001. Something like that. Mm, That movie's supposed to not be good, right? Oh, Um, it's awful. Yeah. It's so terrible. And then uh and then they've probably seen these newer ones. Yeah. Um, but the original ones, there's uh there's Planet of the Apes, and then there's Beneath Planet of the Apes, Escape from Planet of the Apes, Conquest, and Battle. Well, it's the
1: same, it's the same kind of um not format, but like that idea of playing on the Planet of the Apes with the titles of these movies absolutely like Like what you're doing or where you are right and that's of planet of the apes but the original the original
0: ones like the first one is just like a really great little movie yeah it's a lot of fun the second one is probably what i think is like it's like the weirdest one like there is some really weird shit that i which there's a lot of the the second one in wars there's a lot of like winks and I kept thinking that they were going somewhere with it because, uh-huh. like, it really just kept feeling like they were going somewhere with it. But they didn't. And that's okay. The 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 winks were enough. You know, they were just kind of like, you like Planet of the Apes? Like, that's when they started doing Rise. Mm. When they rebooted this, I love Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Nobody likes Planet. Nobody People really likes A's, Planet Apes. Obscure, I was like, yeah. Yeah. who are they making these movies for? I only knew about Planet of the Apes because like, I'm a huge Simpsons fan, and there's the Simpsons musical. Dr. Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seas, Dr.
1: Dr. But do you think this was the trajectory that they had in mind when they did Rise of the Planet Apes?
0: Yeah it is so. that's what makes Dawn so good and that's, that's what makes War so, War so good, so good is that it's a calculated... this is a continuation this is yeah. not something where they were like this is something that they wanted to do and at Rise at the end of Rise they ended Rise in a way where if they didn't make enough money and the studio was like no that's a good enough ending to kind of right they asked the questions that needed to be asked, and they could have let us answer them. Or but you given can, you could fast forward back to what like future sci-fi when Planet of the Apes would normally take place. Well, this is an interesting thing too, because uh, the the events of the first five. The in themselves deal with alternate timelines. Oh, so it gets all time travel. It gets very time travel. Uh, I mean, it's about time travel. Well, a guy time travels to the planet Earth. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, And then the fifth one, or the sixth one, rather, the uh, the the Tim Burton one is there's like alternate timelines and time travel in that as well. Okay, you know, so this is kind of like you know uh, Caesar is uh, considered like a god. Or, like, he, Caesar was like a, not a god, but he's just like an iconic figure in the original canon of Planet of the Apes. And he was like, he was the guy that did all this shit. We you never and, meet him or see him. Uh, well, that would be giving things away. Yeah, don't okay. get too, you know? let's not get too much. Yeah, yeah. Into so, and it's it like, goes. so, and then, True. and then, uh, the last three of them, uh, Escape, Conquest, and Battle, the first two take place on Planet of the Apes that's out there, but yeah. the last three are kind of more, how did we get to Planet of the Apes? Okay. How did it get like that? But then you're kind of learning these other things along the way that are saying like, oh wait, is that what we're doing? And the mm-hmm. last one was a it was a huge failure. Battle for the Planet of the Apes was a huge failure. They were pumping these things out once a year Damn. for a while. Like it was 68 was the first one. Mm-hmm. Then they made one in like 70, 71, 72, 74. So the budget must have been getting run real thin. Real thin. These, I think yeah. the last one was made for like barely over a million dollars. Made the least amount of money. So... So I mean, kind of comparatively though, these movies are much more uh, is it
1: grounded. A, it's like, this is a different animal. This is a different a same mm. animal though. Um, it's the same animal, same I'm animal. Sure. Yeah, You're right.
0: yeah. So these movies are much more like grounded. Much more trying to tell. Uh, I mean, they're not concerned with the lore. of the yeah. original planet. Like it's no, like a it, prequel slash think... reboot. Like but, they're they're yeah. not they're not.
1: This is not the continuity. No. Well, of the originals. Hold now, on could note. this be an alternate timeline? Totally. It's all about alternate timelines and time exactly. travels, and yeah, this this is a very this is like a uh, the kind of lore building storytelling of what could ultimately lead to that Planet of the Apes yeah. that you see in the original.
0: Very much so, yeah. But again, like agreeing or disagreeing with it beyond just agreeing or disagreeing mm-hmm. it would would spoil some major things. In those
1: original five, okay. so it's
0: kind of like,
1: yeah. you kind of right. just
0: got to check them out and kind of see what you pick apart. Speaking
1: of spoilers, so, you know, let's... Uh, oh, let's, hold on. What? We barely talked about this fucking movie. Well, because oh, we want to talk about this movie. Okay, let's talk about why we like this movie, other than just the being indie. like, this movie is good. It's hard. okay. It's gorgeous. Yes. The way that they use allegory... Is impeccable. <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, The score is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is really good. The score is really, really good. <clears throat> there are moments where I was just like, "Man, this is like, like
0: John Williams Star Wars level." Well, it's what? Michael it's Giacchino. Giacchino. It's Michael G- Giacchino. Oh. Giacchino?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm of Italian. It's G- it's okay.
0: Giacchino. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> this is the guy who
1: like pretty much is like
0: running everything right now. Yeah. This I mean, is, he scored uh,
1: actually his earliest shit, I think, was like the first couple Call of Duty games, like back oh, in really? World War II. That's really cool. And then he did Lost. He made a big mm-hmm. name for himself
0: at Lost. Ayo, high five. yo. Those are, those are your, host, those host, your lost boys. Lost boys over there. Whoa. Doing some hot fives. Yeah, you like that? Good job. Some
1: hot fives. That could be a name of a podcast. The lost boys. Yeah. What a name
0: mm-hmm. for a podcast. Well, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't Let's move on. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. It's. It's hard to paint broad strokes of this movie so I'm just like, yeah, 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 all that shit's good. It's like the the, the minutiae I really want to get into. It's super good. I mean, Burge, do you have any like spoiler-free impressions you want to throw out there before we get into it? Um uh CGI animation on the apes is way better. You can barely fucking tell the parts, man. There were parts dude, where I could not tell honestly, if that it's was good. like it's good done, I could it's not like tell if level. it was uh <clears throat> CGI or an animatronic. Okay. There were parts where I could not tell yeah. with certain ones and like that that's something else to pull off right there.
1: Especially um the orangutan. What's what's his name? Maurice. Maurice. Yeah. He looked Unbelievable. The
0: part where there's a scene where he gets really. Maurice close. has always looked good though. Since the first he really one. has always it looked is very good. Really, like they really capture like but, like the small eyes that they, like, give away. They so make much him on that emote, large face. Yeah, they make him emote super well. Whereas like Caesar has more of like a face, like a normal recognizable like face. But the way all the characters emote, <clears> like, it's incredible. Like mm-hmm. there
1: was a scene, without saying anything, there was a scene, and this is where I think this movie like really hit me. there's, it's just apes communicating with each other. Yeah. And, like, the amount of pathos and emotion that they get through in just mostly wordless communication between yeah. apes and them emoting, I looked over at you and I was like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. It's a movie that's mostly in sign language. This is, awesome. This is, uh, going back to Rise. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Uh, and again, like, me and Robbie were slightly talking about Planet of the Apes earlier because he had just, I just lost on and wanted to talk about it. Yeah. But we tried to not get, get rid of too much. Um... But one of the things I really love about Rise is uh, Andy Circus's performance in that is, like, he should have won Best Actor that year. Like, he w- he has two lines in that movie, which mm-hmm. are, in this order, no, and Caesar is home. The last of which, those lines, occurs at the very, very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And he you're able to, like, follow his character through all of just, like, the facial... Uh, pathos that this that Andy Circus brings to this digital performance yeah. and that's again it's heightened in dawn which is why dawn is so good again and now in war it is and you know and even um Toby Cabell as uh Koba yeah in dawn is also absolutely a fun tidbit that I told you oh yeah that is, this, this is, is actually fun. really cool. Uh, Andy Circus played King Kong in Peter Jackson's King Kong oh wow and then he played Caesar in uh, Rise of Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. and then Toby Cabell took instructions from Andy Serkis on how to play a monkey, and Toby Cabell did the work CGI work, motion cap work for Kong in oh, Skull Island. Okay. Yeah. Fun and uh, fun and little together, fun yeah. little tiny thing. So you got but two actors who are always being monkeys. Everybody in War from the from the 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 apes to the chimps to the orangutans everybody is emoting like. I want to know who these actors are that are playing, I that was are doing the, mo- the mocap for these yeah. main, like this main group of main characters that we have that go yeah. on this journey in war, because mm-hmm. there are some of them, like uh, Luca was the ape. He's a gorilla. And, yeah, the yeah, gorilla. And gorilla. then the chimp that's with them. I think Rocket is his name? Rocket, right? Rocket, yes. Yeah. And so, like, they are <laughs> phenomenal characters to mm-hmm. add to this. Mm-hmm. And the same with. Uh, the the little girl that's in the trailers, yeah, you know, um, sh- her character, her is mocap also, was really good, her mocap <laughs> was great. That looks <laughs> like a girl. I couldn't, little little it girl. I couldn't girl? believe it. It's yeah. crazy when I found out that she was that, played um, by Hugh Jackman, John Travolta. <laughs> wow,
1: <laughs> <laughs> incredible. Did her
0: voice, but she doesn't speak. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, uh, that's pretty amazing movie uh, magic, everybody. But movie. honestly, this is, you know, we've it's been a long time since the first Star Wars boys uh cg cg has come a long way but i think for a long time i personally have gotten sort of like numb to cg and like really impressive cg as well like you know because most of the time like say take for example uh rogue one right the end of that's that movie bombastic explosive amazing looks incredible but like Does nothing for me, really. Kind of. Not does nothing for me, but it's like, I've seen this now. Rogue One also probably has a decent amount of practical effects in it. Sure, but I'm just using that as an example. For sure. I don't think you could pull off this movie, even like, I mean, Dawn was a couple years ago, but like, I really think this is like, technology. It's a testament to 2017 movie making. Pushing the
0: boundaries of what you can do in a movie. I totally agree. I mean, that's why I was going to, I kind of have the same sentiment, because like, Ever since, like, you're burned by the Star Wars prequels, you're kind of like, I'm not super into CGI, I'm not super into this. And Obviously, CGI is, like, a very necessary monster to film. Like, you need to have some kind of computer-generated yeah. work to it, no doubt. But, like, you know, there is something to be said about real practical effects, and, like, that's why, like, movies like Avatar just couldn't do it for me. Because I'm just like, what really is this movie, eh, you know? Avatar and like, is all right for what it is. it is. It is all right for what it is, but this movie's doing what Avatar does. 100 million times better it's, and apparently efficiently because they actually made three of these already instead of one promising four more
1: oh be careful I what you to get, wish I don't, to down, this I don't want to go is... down that road but like yeah i mean avatar is a great example that's a movie that by all standards like the cg is yeah. amazing but like i could take it or leave it whereas this i feel like really they it can only exist they use yeah. the cg to convey story in a way that you could not do before. It's, Agreed. it's
0: the the visual effects, whether they are CG or practical. Mm-hmm. It's the visual effects um, lending themselves to the story, supporting the story yeah. as opposed to the story supporting
1: the visual effects. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's Go see this fucking movie. Just go see this movie. Seriously, Um,
0: we're gonna take a break because there is a spider above. There's a spider above Jack's head. (laughs) Uh, Okay, and also we're gonna come back with some spoiler-free impressions. We'll be right back. Okay, bye. That's not that. You can get superpowers. Hold on a second. Stay right where you are. It's not that big. Let's stay stay right right where you are. Oh jeez. Go, time Does whatever Spider Uh, can. Thanks, Segway Spider.
1: That sure was a good movie we just saw. Oh, it sure the hell was. But that's not the only good movie that we've seen recently. No, we see a ton of good movies all the time. And we recently saw... Spider-Man Homecoming. Which we also really liked. That movie was super good. And we recorded a podcast for it, so you at home, the listener... Wait, we did? We did.
0: No, I thought we were just sitting at a table having a chat.
1: No, I had a secret microphone. That there, Robbie, there's a camera there, and there's a camera there, and also I put a camera in your shower. But that's not for this. All right, that's fine. We recorded a podcast about our thoughts about Spider-Man. And it was super good. Yeah, Hot Take, we liked it. Yes. But you can check that out on StoryScreenBeacon.com or under the StoryScreen Presents banner on any of your favorite podcast apps.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Hot Takes, the show where today we're going to talk about War of the Planet of the Apes. You have heard the first part of our podcast where we did no spoilers. So now you're back. We're going to talk about spoilers. If you don't want the movie spoiled for you, why the hell haven't you seen it yet?
1: Please see it. You Please. should have stopped.
0: You should have stopped. We gave you a chance. We're sorry that our commercial break was so intriguing and you stayed through, but now you're here. But now we're going to tell you gotta gotta that now it. We're you tell you it Caesar off. died. You haven't seen it. So fuck you. Oh. Caesar's dead now. Well, you know, we told him spoiler free. I gave him a warning. And the Caesar just went to sleep at the end. He could have. It's... Ambiguous enough for like the man. The you really jumped off with that one. You're like spoilers. Boom! That's the last thing <laughs> that happens in the, the movie. One thing you Shit. see.
1: Dumbledore dies at the end of one of the Harry Potter. What if somebody was like, oh, "All right, I'm just taking my headphones you. out. Ah, here we go. I'm just let me let me hit the pause button. Oh, nope, it's over there. I gotta get TB, up. Go, oh TB, fuck, Robbie. To be fair, they did warn me. Oh my god. Um, um, well, I love the opening of this movie so much. Yeah. That opening oh, is using gorgeous. the, using the, um,
0: the, the, well, you're talking about the overall the, action scene that happens. The scene I actually really like how they used the text because that's what tells you first off, you know, when it first happened, I was like, I think this is what they're doing. And at the very end I go, that's what they were doing is they are cool. sending a signal. They're like, this is it. This is the end. This is a trilogy. Yeah, this is the final story that we're doing in this. Mm -hmm. Um, And without knowing, because they haven't like advertised it as that. You know, when they came out with Logan, they were advertising like this "This this is the last one. This is the last you walked in. You kind of like you kind of understood like all right, this is a capper. This is a final chapter. With this one, you didn't know if.
1: How is this going to end? Is, are they going to go somewhere else with it? And that was kind of fun. I really want to talk about the marketing for this movie in general. Because we've had this conversation a bunch. Like, Especially when we do the, the trailer
0: podcasts and stuff. Coming Attractions.
1: Going coming into out. this movie, like having seen the trailer, we didn't even do it for... Uh, we didn't because coming I didn't want to watch because... any new ones. And, yeah, uh, and, but also... Like, the one I... that
0: we would want to watch that we have seen was like from forever ago. So it just made yeah. no sense.
1: Right, So, but they've shown this movie and they've shown like Woody Harrelson doing his... Um, apocalypse now kind of thing. They've yeah. shown him like being the general, the 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 military leader villain. They've shown a lot of like mm-hmm. kind of explosive scenes. They've showed a lot of action, but like that is so not what this movie is. No,
0: yeah, the things that are like really like you know there are some shots of this movie that I'm like surprised this isn't in the trailer. Like the one scene where like Caesar has um his his posse at this point, his four squad posse, and he's like they like kind of kick down this door into like I think where they find the blonde girl. Mm-hmm. And like it's just like the three of them, and he has a fucking shotgun, and the like the like the sunset is like shining behind them in this dusty old house, and like it's so ridiculous that they're monkeys with guns. And I never don't buy it during the movie. The like, this is
1: so weird. The lighting in this movie, oh, holy shit. is unbelievable. The lighting is so fucking. good. Was
0: everyone's favorite shot of the movie? I have mine. But I'm going to save it for last. Uh, Jack,
1: go first. Narrow it down. Just do it. Oh man. Come back to me.
0: Come back to me. All right. Bridge. Uh my favorite shot in this movie, you want to, yeah. you want me to just think of it off the top of my head?
1: Yeah, because that's hard. Uh, I have mine already. Uh, I, I kind guess of it picks. would
0: be I guess we are spoilers, so it would probably be like the first thing off the top of my head would be uh the very way closer than it should be shot of Caesar with the gun. Uh, no, 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 from behind uh, after the uh after the uh, the first gas tank has exploded and he's like kind of looking at it um that's a really good shot and it comes in very low yeah. and it's very well framed out of nowhere uh and it kind of communicates just like kind of like the order and the chaos that's about to that's Man. about to happen uh that's really good because the oranges and the whites and the blues really pop and he's brown and he's right there that's mm. that's the person that really pops into my head um I mean, shots in general, I really liked uh, how um, uh, Bad Ape, yeah, played by teen heartthrob Steve Zahn. Huh. <laughs> um, uh, I really liked how uh, we couldn't tell that he was an ape until it was revealed. Oh, I really do like I mean, That was like, really cool. You know, On it, it, horses, when they were going yeah, even from it, the top of the yeah, tower, yeah. too. Because really cool. I, I think it's really neat because, you know, underneath that, we're going to have a cartoon ape, no matter how well the cartoon is drawn. Yeah. But, but until we most, see that, it's, it's cartoon- an actual jacket. Yeah. You know, and I think that that kind of lends to, like, the, the reality of it, where it's like, this cartoon ape can wear a real jacket right. that eventually is being worn by
1: um, a little girl. Right. Uh, even the shot where um, you have behind the back of, of Steve Zahn's character, mm-hmm. looking over the horse, and you can see the out of focus, like, in still in the frame, you see the little girl Mm-hmm. That, that was a great shot as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, my favorite shot, or at least, like, you know, for me, my favorite shot was uh, at when Caesar gets the gun and has it to Woody Harrelson's head, and but it's the close-up on Caesar, and it's right. just, like, that yellow... Oh, heat. yeah, God, he is just fucking mad. And it's, like, it's mad. like, that extreme close-up, and it's, like, mm-hmm. that's my favorite shot of the movie, because I'm just, like, I can't believe this movie looks like i just can't i'm i was in that you can I was, like, feel for what you're seeing right yeah now. it's just I, like I, there's no my I I mind these this movies is like real, in the, in the like, theater i'm always so nervous that like you're going to get that person that just doesn't feel like giving themselves over to the movie and they're just going to yeah. continually laugh when they see like a monkey on a horse, or a monkey with a gun. It's definitely you know, weird and we didn't get first, that. We had a small, it's like, it, and it's it it is, and it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be different because I think because that's, the idea yeah. is we're supposed to connect with these with these people that are so much more different mm. than we are, and that's the whole point. And I was really happy that we can get one of those when I saw Dawn. We had a group of people that were just like making fun of it for the first like 25 minutes, and then finally got up and left. I don't know if they were asked to leave or but they mm. just finally got. And for the first yeah. like 25 minutes of this movie, you're like, guys, this is what the movie is. Didn't you see the trailers? Like, you get what it is. Right. Do you guys just come in here to be assholes. Yeah. But it, I think that it uh, the, how this movie is able to create that emotional connection mm. in a in an audience of from different backgrounds of different yeah. ages and is able to kind of like bring that all together in a cohesive blockbuster style
2: mm.
0: that's amazing like i it might not be one of my favorite shots but one of my favorite moments is yeah. when uh maurice calls nova the little girl brave mm. and brave oh is, that sequence there's that's, so there's good, that so good the yeah. move in sign language for brave is just very strong mm. and and she and she like comes back and she she asks him, like, brave? And he yeah. does it again, and then she does it again, saying brave. And it's that one's really good. And then that moves into another great scene yeah. of her asking if she is an ape, which we'll get to because that's a very big... I, yeah,
1: thing. there's a lot of big moments in this movie that I want to talk about more deeply. Yeah. But even, mm. like, Favorite Shot, that intro scene where they're just kind of like... Yeah. The the reason I think that the intro scene is... is Maybe my favorite shot is because I had very different expectations going into this movie. Yeah. And then you go into the very first shot of this after a very that opening mm-hmm. where it's like, no, this is the finale. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, strap in. And now it's like, now we're just going to have like really tense Michael, pronounce his Italian name Giacomo. 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 Really tense like violins. And that's where the score kicks in. Mm. And it's just like the soldiers are slowly moving up the hill. Yeah, And it's fucking gorgeous, and the score is just, like, just your hairs stand up. And I'm like, oh, that's what this movie is? Yeah. Holy shit.
0: I like that for, the opening I really like, because one of my, not one of my big gripes, like, I fucking give a shit, but I'm watching Dawn of the Planet of the Apes last night, and, like, I wasn't a huge fan of the opening of the movie, because the last thing I remembered from Rise of the Planet of the Apes was that they are swinging Mm -hmm. on the Golden Gate Bridge to the woods. Right. And then Dawn of the, Ape of the Apes opens in a very similar fashion, and I was confused as to how much time passed, but then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, but the world, like, Los Angeles is, like, kind of overgrown, and, maybe like... Maybe the uh, previous two... Dawn didn't have um, uh, a uh, title card sequence. No. Didn't have text at the beginning no. to catch you up. You no. got caught up in their dialogue. Uh, maybe there. No. Okay, so... In the beginning of Dawn, they have, like, a... Almost, like, a la 2000s, like, catch-up, where it's, like, they it's like, you hear kind of like radio broadcasts or like news reports of oh, the that's virus. that's how they do it? Yeah, and then okay. you, you're jumping from like vignettes on like a globe. I see. And they piece, they're like, they're like and the Alzheimer's disease, or like when so-and-so when and so-and-so tried to fix the Alzheimer's disease, this virus was born right. and blah, 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 And like the virus, the virus much like character development from like Caesar from the first movie to this one. The virus has also had its own character arc mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. has changed. The, the virus gets new, which normally I'm not a fan of like kind of like, Changing what the sickness is in the movie, or like a mechanic of a movie to serve the other ones, but like,
1: as your resident biologist, that's how diseases work,
0: yes. But as, True. but like, in, in plot form, I, I was actually really, um, I like how the virus moves in three acts, maybe they throughout don't,
1: these maybe viruses movies. don't work as plot convenient as they do in this, well, but well, this one they do, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but yeah, viruses mm. mutate,
0: yeah, makes sense, that's um, why
1: they can get scary,
0: yes. Um, what was my point? Oh, so in Don, so in Don, Don's intro, wasn't you fan of Don's intro because it was like super actiony up front, and I was it was like jarring for me because I was like, what is the world of the movie at this point? Mm-hmm. I know kind of a Planet of the Apes is, but it's been a while since I've seen Rise, so I'm kind of confused. In this movie, I was afraid like the title cards push up the speed, and I do actually like title cards because like it works really; it's just super efficient. It's so it was so, it, but it's oh, like it's. And man, it's yeah. no different than the Star Wars like lead up. Like it's no different than the Star Wars style. Yeah, as, long as, 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 as long as, it's long as the information wait, no, that they're giving is needed,
1: concise, and goes. Each movie is like two sentences. It is so concise. Yeah. Whereas, like Star Wars, it's like, I mean, it's like a few minutes of text scrolling up the screen yeah. versus like three very short paragraphs. They
0: do a good job of summarizing. Like this is what you need to know from the movies. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, it starts off with a bombastic
0: kind of action sequence, and I was like, at first, I was like, ah, this is like exactly open the other one. I'm not sure how I feel about this, but the fact that they kind of like made it this like very like Vietnam esque kind of war that scene, the I was first thing that I was just like, movie. I was like, yep, that seems about right. And then like my other kind of gripe with like Dawn was like I wasn't a huge fan of like the human stories in that movie. I thought the human stories were kind of weak. Um, not that the plight was weak of the humans, but like they're kind of individual, like the personalities I thought were weak. I thought was kind of flat. That uh, could be that could be just my opinion. I yeah, guess, no, so. I, I think that like the 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 human being characters in uh, Dawn get a bad rap. I, they're they're performed very well by yeah, very talented uh, actors. Actors. Yeah. Uh, they're just not really given a lot to do. They have to do a lot of exposition because they need to they need to drive uh, the information. Yeah. Forward because you know, they they I don't think that they st- still had figured out exactly how to uh, make people understand that like you're gonna have to read uh, a lot of uh, sign language and subtitles, right? With most of the characters in this movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's why they kind of escalated from you know, they graduated from having about maybe you know, five or six uh, main human characters in Dawn to pretty much having three in this one one of which doesn't speak right you know well, that's
1: because the human story in this movie is the apes the human story in this movie mm-hmm. is the apes for sure yeah, the but, humans
0: that we have in war are are very much the 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 worst of us the the worst parts of humanity they are the the ones that believe they are better just because they're the ones that can understand what being better is but i think war they, mm-hmm. they don't want to communicate they don't want to talk they just want to they, they just want to get rid of anything that's not like them or anything that could threaten them. I think that, like, yeah, I agree with, with all of that. And I do think that the reason that war is also so successful is that we don't spend time trying to, like, have a sect of humanity where it's like, you guys can still relate to these people who look like you. Like, it's like kind of what Jack said, where it's like, we folded it, we folded those themes in on itself. The apes are the humans now. Right. The apes are the human condition now. And that's, like, so excellent. It's
1: so good. Yeah. It's a good. movie. I
0: mean, it's got a, again. It's happening more and more with movies, you know. Just like between like Logan and Get Out and Colossal, and you know, a, a, a lot of movie. Even like there's there's some really great things in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two that came out this year. That yeah, that movie's incredible. I mean, yeah, that. it's incredible. Yeah. But like the uh, the 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 points of these movies, the the themes that they're dealing with through all of these different metaphors and allegories, you know, are are really just about like this is how we can better ourselves yeah. as a people and not just as a person. I think well, you know,
1: they're they're sneaking the metaphors in with these movies because it's a big blockbuster like get out as well. Like yeah. the metaphor for othering and being a minority is told in a horror way that makes that feeling that you might not have if you've not had that human experience, it sneaks it in and it gets under your skin. It's the same way with the apes. How do you differ a sect of for all intents and purposes in the way they live their lives and the way they feel and the way they have families and they care about each other. They are people. Yeah. But how do you communicate? Well, we're different and we're treated differently because we're different. Yeah. But we feel the same way that you do. We have the same desires. We have the same wants. Mm -hmm. It's a very, it's a
0: very powerful message to be talking about. I mean, and it, in these movies, it's really like turning like this is this is a present argument that's in the original five, especially in conquest uh the fourth one, which is very much about um the the apes rising up in a yeah. society where pets and uh, pets like dogs and cats have become uh extinct so people mm. use apes as pets and also as servants um, okay. and one of the apes is just like, no. No more. There's actually, uh, you know, there's without giving anything away, there's like a dialogue that happens between one of the ape rebels and a black man. And the conversation is about, uh, are you really willing to, the black man asks the ape, are you really willing to go to this, these extremes of violence? Mm -hmm. Like, why can't you show mercy? And the ape says, uh, slavery like the, those that are enslaved will have their will have their vengeance. Will, will will take the power. Yeah. And the black man says, as a descendant of slavery, I'm asking you to show mercy. Yeah. And there's this big moment in the movies where like it gets turned on itself. Where it's always been about fear of the other. Right. All the from back to the first Planet of the Apes, even back to like the original book that's based on. It's what it's all about is the fear of the other. And there's a moment in the original five where all of a sudden that turns to very much specifically what we've had going on in our history as a nation, as America. Yeah. And this one is it's very important that this one takes place in America. Oh yeah. It is. It, it sure. is. You know, not even so much that like what's going on right now in the world, but just that this is this is this is the place that this is taking place. And these are the cultures and the nationalities of the people that we are dealing with. Mm -hmm. And I think that also lends itself to, like there's not a lot of dialogue. Like you could put that sign language, the subtitles in another language. The only thing that you'd really be dubbing would be maybe the hundred lines of dialogue that are in this movie, give or take like a, a monologue or two to just like make you understand where characters are coming from because like, there's just really not a lot of talking. And, like, I mean, I really liked Woody Harrelson's uh, big, like, monologue there. He bit into it pretty good, but it's, I think it's the, enjoying it is very much the line between, che- like, taking something yeah. as cheesy and taking something as sincere. The as only, sincerity. the very is very sincere. It's very sincere. There's and I think only that there's, one issue I have with Woody Harrelson's character is that, and it's not even his character, it's, like, the way they use him. Um, why is he shaving in front of everybody that just that, got there? That's like, kind of weird, too. But That's, that's a of weird. I kind of
1: forgot. About why is he doing that? Like, Woody, get, get up earlier and do that. You got to go and talk to these guys. Let's be honest; you don't have to shave the the front of your head anymore, Woody. It's okay.
0: Yeah, it's fine. That's
1: true. Well, it, it looks cool on the back. But yeah, 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 it's cool.
0: Uh, there's a big point when they when they first when Caesar kind of gets to the where where he's like chained up and brought to Woody' Harrelson's since like quarters basically, and like they have their first real exchange, like where they're conversing. It is a huge exposition dump. Yeah, and that scene, and that's the, and like you know. This movie is, like, so, so, so good. But I remember there was a point where he's, like, making his uh, uh, hot toddy. Which is really funny. It's just, like... I love that. I'm like, what is he doing? What is he making? I know. I kept waiting. Like, is he going to pull out, like, an uh, an Alpha and Omega thing and, like, burn Caesar? Like, I kept thinking that's what he was doing. He's heating something up. and He's got a knife. I'm like, what is he doing? And then he's just like, I'm just making myself a... A cozy little drink. <laughs> but I mean
1: so many of the scenes in this movie, because I think largely of the score and how good it looks, yeah. like you just get so pulled into a scene that is like really, really tense. And that level yeah. that, that scene with Woody Harrelson is, is tense. Is so tense. And yeah. he's boiling that thing of water and you're just like, What the fuck is he gonna do with it? And it's up? like cutting back a to Caesar and like water. seeing him just like
0: weeping, being like, I'm so upset. Because like, like the whole even in, in Dawn and Rise and in this movie. Like, Caesar is self-aware. He's so self-aware enough because he knows how... Because he is part of the inception of this whole thing. And he knows that, like... He's part of why this other race of people are dying. But he's not about to back down and, like... Mm -hmm let them command him because he's just like I deserve to be here too you made me Mm -hmm. this is your problem but I will show you mercy unlike what you will show me right that's one of the things that differentiates Caesar from the rest of the apes it's not so much that he was like he's the one that's lived with this Mm -hmm. uh, vaccine or disease however you want to call it (laughs) in him for longer so he's a little bit more far along it's uh, that he was raised by humans until it was shown to him that he doesn't belong there and then when he went into the apes world it was shown that he didn't belong there either. He's he's very much a child of both worlds. Mm-hmm. And so he understands humans. Again, this is one of the big things that comes into play in Dawn. He understands humans more than the other apes. So he yeah. is the rightful leader. He is the one that can communicate to them, this is what the human beings are thinking about. And it's in War, at the beginning of this, where he shows he mercy. introduced yeah. into... He shows mercy and it ends up taking away the most important things yeah. to him. It, it ends up uh, uh, the, the the people that he lets go are able to come back because uh, they know where they are Yeah, and uh, uh, murder his wife and son, eldest son. Uh, I did not think that was going to happen. Th- that's crazy that they do that too because uh, the so son is such a huge character in Don. He has a and huge And the, the survival arc, yeah. of the wife is such a huge uh development in dawn that's one yeah. of the big things that leads caesar to trust when, when they kill off those group. two characters and like it's the end of act one is when those characters die i remember just being like wow i did not yeah, think they, they really were gonna kill." Like, they are because re- those, those two characters are like especially the sun are main like like crucial main, characters, crucial main characters from characters. the yeah. second movie like yeah i mean uh, what was his name uh blue eyes I think it is Blue Eyes. Yeah. Blue Eyes and um, yeah. Ash are like two very big They're characters huge, in Dawn. Yeah. And Ash, Koba uh, kills Ash. Well, the thing is like, um, yeah, Koba does kill Ash. And like, you know, his wife almost dies in the second yeah. movie. And it's like the reason, like, you know, the, the humans save her. The, the One of the humans who carries medicine, she saves her. And it's just, it was crazy. Adult to see, heartthrob. And that scene, like that shot of just seeing Woody Harrelson put the green dot on their heads. And you don't see him shoot him. You just kinda mm-hmm. know it's going down. Like it's very like, you know, like like Navy SEALs like killing Osama bin Laden, like getting into like that. Like that that's like what that scene really like looked right. like. And it was just Yeah, and that's all it's like, really the scene funny scene that they that. call the Sun Blue Eyes when uh in this continuity in Rise, um uh Caesar's mother was called Bright Eyes. Ah... Uh, that's so cool. he named his son after. This is probably his, one of the uh, first things yeah. he understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, and he would have been told like what his what his uh, mother's name was, and that also actually links into to the original um, the 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 name of uh, his second son in war that we're shown, uh, Cornelius, uh, plays into continuity from the the original the previous from the original uh, yeah. the original series. Sure, there's a ton of like little nods and links. There are, and that's kind of like why every time I watch these movies, I'm like, I'm definitely enjoying these a little bit more. Than everybody yeah. around me because I'm like one of four people on the planet that <laughs> enjoys <laughs> the original Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Like I'm like yeah, we could just talk about any of them right well, now. It's you and like the people who made this movie because right. apparently they're like yeah. yeah we liked it enough to do this. All right, so like uh, before like so I wanted to real quick I don't want to go into too many spoilers about the original even though we're in the spoiler edition but I did want to say. I'm going to give away something at the beginning, uh, 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 something in Beneath the Planet of the Apes, because no. that's heavily what this one is. That movie Listen, I was going to watch tomorrow. Just just be really quick, because oh, like, yeah, no, really like
1: there's so much I want to talk about this right. movie uh, so far, the, and we have just barely scratched the surface. Well, because I
0: think part. that you know this could be a really good segue into talking about what Woody Harrelson's group is doing, and why, and who they are. They call themselves the Alpha Omega. Okay? Yeah. Right, like they they, that's what they're burning themselves at we are the beginning, we are the end. Mm -hmm. Um Alpha the Alpha and Omega is uh from beneath the Planet of the Apes, which were a group of humans that survived the overtaking of the Planet of the Apes, and they live below ground, they become mutants and they Mm -hmm. were uh telekinetic and they sing to an atomic bomb that they have Mm -hmm. stored down there and like they refer to themselves as the Alpha Omega. Kind of blow up and an I thought that's where hands. they were going with this that like you know you know they're all bald mm-hmm. and they look like normal people at first and then they take off their fake uh, Arya Stark masks and they're all just like really just creepy <laughs> creepy people yeah uh and because Woody Harrelson was shown, like, shaving his head and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they were called the Alpha Omega because you could see the Alpha Omega sign on the American flag. I thought that that's my, that might be where they were going. I'm like, are they about to do fucking telekinetic mutant human in, beings? In, instead, this? we see a, a mutated, like, social commentary on these humans and a yeah. mutated, like, morale of them. Um, Jack, what, do you, what did you think of, like, the Alpha Omegas? And, like, Woody Harrelson's especially kind of, like, twisted take. Did you buy his twisted take on his motivations in the movie?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, the thing that works across the board in this movie is everyone's motivations. Mm-hmm. Like, Kobo was a good villain because he had strong motivations. Yes. Woody Harrelson is very strongly, and he definitely, it's like the apocalypse now, like your motivation has gotten away from you, mm-hmm. and you have lost sight of what has originally motivated you, but he's so strong in his convictions right? of, we need to survive I think as he's a almost, human race. Right. I think he's almost
0: trapped by his convictions.
1: Exactly. Because
0: I think even at the point that we see him, he might be like, well, I'm not turning back now. Right. I killed my own son. I have to do, I have to do this. I mean, I think that's the point of making it that you you know? it was his son that he killed to mirror yeah. what's going on with Caesar, you know, and I do love that Definitely. he actually, when he says, I'm sorry, when Caesar says, you killed my wife, you killed my son. Yeah. He's like well, he starts I'm the scene sorry. Like st- I think that he really is sorry, but I don't think mm-hmm. that he I think he knows that this is bigger than any of that because this reasoning has gotten away
1: from him. He starts that scene saying, Who did I kill back there? Yeah. He has no idea who he has he no killed. concept of what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's trying to win. And they, that's like
0: what whole... that big great line in the movie great line in the movie about uh war and it's like you're taking like what i did was an act of war and you're taking it personally right this is something that was started not by you and not by me but it's something that we are a part of now and we're on separate sides so like and he's just and he also is the voice of reason in this too he's like what if you just killed me right there when you tried to attack me what do you think all my men without me would do to you and every single ape out there like you're just thinking about yourself yeah
1: which is a really good way to explain to people why say maybe certain other societies might get mad at your society Mm. for doing an act of war that maybe kills some innocent people
2: Mm. Mm. Mm.
0: Mm. 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 Mm.
1: good way to make uh that engage that pathos there get you some empathy in your life oh yes and that's why this movie is fucking amazing because it's like, got a
0: very strong story.
1: It works. It's got a very strong and message. It's got a really strong story and strong messages that work on like yeah. a lot of different levels. Absolutely. You know, because it's not just that. If it was just that, that would be kind of a one note thing but it is working on so well, I mean, like, many different you know, the movie, not only is the, the like, movie they, like... they crucify him
0: for Christ I mean sake. I th- and yeah. I think that the for reason that it's, the reason that they're firing on all cylinders is that they are really attempting to hit every single demographic yeah. regardless of who you are your background your belief or anything like that they are trying to nail that blockbuster feeling
1: that empathy in every single person right. trying to hit it it's like yeah. what's your nerve that I have to strike and then what's your nerve that I have to strike and what's your it. we have Moses Christ crossing the desert we have Jesus Christ on the cross he even says what do you have? he pops up like soon after he gets him off the, cro- the yeah. cross he's like "Ah, oh, Jesus Christ like mm-hmm. it's it's all there mm-hmm. yeah
0: i really did like too that uh that little twist at the end with the uh the doll oh and yeah the doll is what kills him great that was a great, great moment I'm i did little not little... see that coming i'm not going to say i'm so how do you guys think the virus like so the the virus is mutating and is making humans unable to speak. And Woody Hilton describes it as making them primitive again. Primitive, primitive again. It's destroying their intelligence. But blonde, but blonde, that, b- blonde girl mm-hmm. is able to. If anything, she's smart because she forgets how to. She can't speak, but she's able to learn sign language we and also, do pretty complex yeah, tasks. It, again, you it's. Know? I think it's it's two things to really take into account when you're thinking about that is, uh, when a full grown adult gets the effects. they might start to seem like a six-year-old girl. Right. Like the intelligence of a six-year-old girl, like a six-year-old child. Uh, But also, too, I think that it also is very much a pride thing. It's that the last vestige of humanity that they have is their intelligence, that they know how to do these things, and that they have done these things, and they're losing it. And I think that that mirrors very well with the fact that Woody Arrelson's character and the people that are following him in the Alpha Omega are losing the one thing that truly makes them human beings, which is their empathy and their compassion. And they have lost all of that. And they're more worried about the, the like mentally materialistic. They're more worried about the, the the ability to be able to communicate when they themselves cannot even attempt to communicate with the people, these, these people that they are, destroying anyone he, I, mean, he, I mean
1: they're killing their own men they're
0: killing their own men yeah. they cannot communicate with anything that they deem lesser than them yeah and that's that's very much the story of Woody Harrelson's character of uh Colonel Colonel McCullough
1: yeah Edward. yes well and to have him go out in that way is such tragic irony it's the thing that he fears more than yeah, anything you know and that final yeah.
0: moment too when well, you see I you know I, I didn't expect not that I didn't expect it but uh you know when you see the ball rolling around, and Caesar does it, like the audience knows something's up. But something's Caesar's up, yeah, just right. like, There's oh, I'm gonna stuff. be able to shoot him, yeah. yeah. But we know it's like something's not really right, and like that scene was just so great because you're just like, oh shit, you got it. But then you see the doll, and then you're just like, oh shit, yeah. like that's how that's what did it. And the 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 you know the the gun pressed against the head, and like you, the final like the final battle. But Caesar for Caesar, well, Caesar for Caesar's soul. It's, right. But it's, Caesar also, is, you know, little, I, I'm going to be honest. If he had blown his brains out, I would have been like, "That's not good for the movie." But I get it. Why well, I get why he would do it? And Caesar really could have gone either. Caesar way does the dickier ending. thing in that scene, though. Caesar doesn't show him mercy. No, it's not mercy. I, no, that's what I am saying. Caesar does not show him right. Mercy. right. And, and that's the Caesar, thing. Caesar. Caesar the is, thing that is Caesar. Caesar is shooting him mm-hmm. by not shooting him. Caesar
1: is giving him his comeuppets by not killing yes. him, right? Very yeah. much because it's
0: withholding is,
1: mercy. This is the thing he's most afraid of. Yeah, and, he, and, Caesar and Caesar's is like, just like he yep. like, "Fuck you, you deal with this yeah. now." Mm-hmm. If I mean, he really I mean, wanted, if he really, really get was, the out he would have taken the he gun. Taken the him. gun, yeah. but he left the gun, which is mercy in a way. Right, yeah. exactly. It's, but, it's but, kind
0: of a meeting of the grounds in it, but like very much like he is fighting with doing it. Yeah, like the decision that he makes at the end is not oh. It's way more fucked up if I make him kill himself. No. The decision that he makes is this is not worth what I'm about to give to do this. Regardless right. of what this man has done to me, this is not worth that. This is yeah. this is bigger than us. And the fact that he leaves the gun there for him is the act of compassion that Woody Harrelson would never have given him. Mm-hmm. You know, he he says like lock him up and if he's dead in the morning Get him back to work, and if he won't work, shoot him in the head. You know, it's yeah. it, it's just complete merciless nonsense. And in the end, he he sh- after learning everything he has about Woody Harrelson's character, Caesar still he won't has cross, mercy. He still, won't cross that line. He won't he won't do it because it's it, and it really is like the war. It should have been called. Yeah, it's the it's the war for Caesars soul for caesar's goodness for the for the things inside of him that we fell in love with in the first one and the decisions that he made in the second one that are just that made him the perfect antithesis to Koba's bad guy yeah it all comes in because he loses that in this one he's on a vengeance quest yeah and it almost gets everybody fucking killed exactly and it's almost gets everybody killed like three or four times He's, he's the reason fucking up I mean, it's not so much that he keeps fucking up. It's that people just know who Caesar is. He keeps making mistakes that are putting everybody else's life in jeopardy. Yeah, things that were just like, I don't agree with that. And
1: that's why the ending with Caesar dying works so well for me. Because when he chooses to not shoot Woody Harrelson, and he puts the gun down and goes back out to save the apes, he's like, I fucked up. I almost lost sight of what makes... makes... of compassion. Yeah. And... I almost jeopardized the life it did jeopardize the life of a lot of the apes, but almost mm. all of them, especially my uh, my son and now I yeah. need to make this sacrifice no matter what it takes in order to make it right.
0: Mm. what a
1: great movie. <sighs> It's cool. I love. I love the Instant scenes. Classic. I love the scenes where he sees
0: Koba. The scene where he's on the crucifix. Oh yeah, Koba, you want to talk about those? Ooh, I mean the Koba yeah. scenes are just. Koba random. is very much like still bleeding from like the fall that Caesar gave him. Like I think it's a very important thing that Caesar let Koba go, and that's how Koba died. Yeah, it's much. It's very much like how uh, Batman kills Ra's Al Ghul, in Batman Begins. Where he's just like, I don't have to save you. Like yes. Like uh, Caesar like lets go of Koba's hand, but C- but like, then Koba like falls into a crane and falls into this thing. He's kinda like eh, I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. All right, this this I'm, i But I think know. I think the idea that it's like Caesar had Koba and could have saved him. Yeah it's a, it's a direct opposite to what happens at the end of this film right when the uh, the struggle is so much more personal right. oh yeah in this one but it's like he you know, really he did what, what he thought over. was the, was for the best of everybody and look how it turned out in yeah. war and that's very much him at the end saying like i am i'm like koba i can't let go of my yeah. hate and they very much are two of a kind mm-hmm. regardless of if they each started at different sides of yeah. the track they they met in the middle Right there at the end of both their stories, and yeah. Caesar's final moment is: Do I do I take the plunge that Kova did, mm. and repeat the same thing that I did with Kova or do I yeah. do I try and do what I actually think is right? And that's what leads with the grenades and everything after right. that. See, the the compass of morality and like you know, I I also just love seeing how like the apes that are called donkeys and like you know like the fact that they are there, there, there are apes that are just like. Yeah, we don't know what the fuck, like, you know, like, it's, I really like how we don't dive too hard into this psyche, but you see enough, like, these are creatures who are given by the hand of God intelligence. Right. And they're like, I don't fucking know what it means to be this smart. I'm gonna kind of fall back on, like, what I've known forever and just kind of do what the humans have been doing, because it's almost like this weird Stockholm syndrome thing. Well, it's, they, they uh, react to fear but right. yeah, they're they're fear-based creatures because like that's what creature that's what animals yeah. are. Even human beings, like we are sort of uh, like fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And it's these are the these are the apes that like teamed up with Koba. yeah, and like and against fear, Caesar out of fear, yeah. yeah. And when when Caesar beat Koba, like beat him, defeated him, uh, they were like Caesar will kill me, right. So I'm going to go fight with the only other side that's that there. That probably and not going to kill me. Maybe. That's an interesting uh, well, it's... mini movie that I'd like to see in there. Where like, <laughs> I'd watch that. With <laughs> like Woody Harrelson being like, you want a what? I'm shaving my head. Damn dirty ape. I'd love to see Woody Harrelson talking to a bunch of apes and chimpanzees. A lot of mini movies well, I'd watch in this movie. Like yeah. how uh, Steve Zahn got away from the zoo. Right. Well, that's very much a, a thing, too. Like, now we realize that there's a lot more stories out there. Kind of like The Walking Dead, we realize, like, yeah. this all takes place in, like, Atlanta area, and then we realize, I like, would, oh, we can make do a bunch want, of other shows. I do want to save, like, a good, you know, I think we're we're going to be wrapping up soonish. I think we still have some more meat to chew on. But mm-hmm. I do want to talk about, like, where do we think the franchise is going to go post this movie?
1: I don't, I'm not there yet. Yeah, no, there's more there. to talk about. Um, I mean, going back to what you said about fear, that is, that is the... That is what you can see going on in society right now. Fear leads mm-hmm. people to violence yes. and leads people to tuck their tail between their legs and allow violence to happen.
0: Yep. Oh, this so funny. It's very so, good. I, I mean, we talked be about... so good for like this culture. We briefly climate, like... Oh, we we jazzed each other important. up. Uh, I'm going to say that again just so we didn't get lost. We jazzed <laughs> each other up last night... Um, I'm just making it worse.
1: Don't tell them about uh, how you jazzed me uh, last yeah. night. That's ja- not We for were jazzing each other. We were really excited to go how see this movie. You made
0: me. Robbie was watching Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. We were aware of that, so we yeah. were uh, texting each other yeah, like, yeah. "We're in the group I'm chat." I'm so excited. And one of the things we were talking about was like, "What do you think's going to happen?" Like, "What's what, what are we doing?" And we were we were talking about on it about like continuing the conversation that rises and Dawn started, which is the, about the fear of the other and about the fear of the unknown and being able to accept who you are and being able to accept others for who they are. And yeah. that's true peace. And, you know, like we were kind of joshing around about that. And I really think that this movie delivered tenfold on, oh, on delivering so, that conversation. Yeah. We were talking about like, uh, I thought maybe that there weren't going to be any more women, uh, human women. Yeah. And that's and why do they see wouldn't be some able to reproduce. reproduce because in Woody the Harrelson room. in the trailer, he's like, we're going to go extinct and you're going to take over and that's the way it is. And yeah. I'm like, why is that? Because they reveal the we sickness. We don't know about the sickness. And we don't know about yeah. the sickness and that's what it is. And but there
1: are pretty much no women in this movie whatsoever. Uh, there's a couple in there's the group. Couple. I, I they saw that. They, yeah. they don't do but, much. But they have lost... But <laughs> right. they have, and that's the thing. They have lost that part of their humanity where they care about surviving in that way through compassion. And their only way to f- survive is violence.
0: Right. I mean, I you know we get some great... Uh, Um, Lady Monkey characters
1: yeah you know uh, Lake who
0: is in love with uh, a very sweet moment right uh, between Lake and um, Caesar's eldest son um, Blue Eyes when they come together and it's just that I was like that's one of those first moments in the movie where they're really kind of showing you the intimacy of these characters how human for lack of a better word how
1: human these characters are right
0: that will lead you to connect with them and empathize with well,
1: them. That was a moment that I actually, like, I took a step back from for a second because they are showing that connection right between these two. And and it is important that they show romance or some sort of compassion between... to hum- further humanize the apes here. Mm-hmm. I do... I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that they had to put braids on all the lady monkeys... Right Uh, apes to make them look like lady apes. Yeah, and see this is the thing I think that this is let me me finish. I'm not done with the thought. Because if you saw these two apes looking at each other and the lady apes didn't have braids in their hair, they would look the same Mm -hmm. and or the same enough that you might not be able to tell them apart. And as a Hollywood movie they need to do that. But yeah. I kind of wish they didn't need to do right. that. Uh, I kind of wish it could have been okay for them to look, for them to look the same. Because right. then you, even though they are gendered differently, like that's another conversation in that. Mm-hmm. Like they are gendering these apes, where I think you don't necessarily have to do that so explicitly. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah, I, I yeah. see
0: what you're getting at, and I, I, I was gonna say that they probably did it for two reasons. One of which begets the other. The one main reason they did it is yes, so you can tell the difference, and you can see which characters are which not so much that you can tell that's a boy and that's a girl when they're doing boy girl stuff, but also so it's like, you can tell the difference between, um, Uh, Blue eyes, and you can tell the difference between Caesar's son and Caesar's wife. Right, And I also think, though, and this one's the far more interesting one, and I guarantee they they had to have had this in mind, is that they they are forming a society, a community that is much like ours, and women and, and the females of our species do differentiate themselves different than we do. And the females- the females of uh like ape species do differentiate themselves as well. It's not to the extreme of like braiding their hair and stuff like that right but again, that is a communicative uh indication of that's who this character is, that's who that character is and I think it's mainly done so that when we see lake later on mm-hmm. in the movie, uh we understand who she is right because that really seems to be the only one that it that it plays into more, and I think it's more of a way to easily identify Lake in the third act when a bunch of shit starts going on. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it is interesting if if they had tried to tackle that without differentiating
1: physically. This movie already tackles so many things, right? With yeah. such a deft hand that that's one a very small net. Page. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I also too want to talk about how like cut rocket is. Oh yeah.
0: You just see that guy coming, and it's like, "Oh, homeboy, the climbing well, trees for guy. watching for him." A while
1: though, is Rocket's the very big one in their little Yeah, boy, possibly. Well, no,
0: no, he's not the gorilla. He's not the gorilla. The gorilla. No, he's, the chimpanzee. he's one of the two muscles. He's the chimpanzee. He's one. Um, <laughs> he's the he's the one that um, he makes it to the end of the movie.
1: Right? He yeah, looks okay, like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. The gorilla riding the horse mm-hmm. is hilarious. There's so no big, way a horse oh, this could scene take can carry the two gorillas, a full gorilla and a full-sized. No, that horse would just been like actually. Oh, uh, my now. very very fragile legs! I actually not didn't really notice that too straight. when it happened.
0: I was like, they're gonna have to leave one of those. Uh, one of those apes? Behind- nope, no, they're not. They're just gonna yeah, jump right I yeah. I over. I didn't think anything of it because I was like, "This movie just looks perfect, and nothing matters." But then Jack was just like, "Just so you know, like that is kind of fucking weird that that ape just pulled another ape onto that horse's back.
1: The, that poor, poor horse. Yeah, <laughs> hey, just like oh, you know what? We don't, we yeah. don't know the horse's side. Maybe of this. horses that, evolved that, also that virus have
0: might have affected horses. Where they're like, I can now handle three times yeah. my the weight that I was able to handle. So no, now dogs dog, are dead. The horse humans comes- are dying. The horse got very...
1: bit by a spider, and now is very, very strong. It was
0: weird when that one horse was climbing along yeah,
1: the side. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Yeah, but I liked it. It um, was
0: really, really
1: weird. When, when Robert was, Downey Jr.
0: showed up and started giving the horse, like, advice? Yeah. I, was like, How I dare did not you? see that part coming. No, yeah, it's... well, we're seeing, like, the horse deal with its own PTSD as Robert Downey Jr. tries to explain Robert to Johnny him. Jr. But I mean, the, in everything
1: the, these days. The horse's aunt, I mean, really, like, can we... So hot. Okay. that was a really hot <laughs> aunt, yeah. yeah.
0: She looks like she's got a little bit of a dangerous backstory, but, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's what's most intriguing. I think that's what makes me into it. I mean, um, I think that's definitely what makes you into
1: it. I'm killing this bit. Um, what bit? I, I, I honestly thought the <laughs> this movie also nails like all the like beats of a this is a war movie. It is a war movie. This is a war movie. Yeah, and the uh, this while we're still on the the topic of the gorilla whose name you guys got R- the Luka. name Wait, Lu- Luca. Wait, Lu- Luca. Luca yeah. dies mm-hmm. when Luca. The dies, reason I remember his like, name is that was my favorite
0: scene in the movie, hands down. When Luca, is, is when like, Luca dies, right, and then when Luca everything from when Luca protects Caesar when it happens yeah. to the reveal that he got a knife in him from right before all that when he puts the flower, I was waiting for some motherfucker to laugh at that scene when he put the flower no in did. Nova's hair. I was waiting for that fucker because I was going <laughs> to find them afterwards. And I was going to, I was going to be like, "You got to listen to more Bruce Springsteen, man, because you don't get it." Uh, the, the only problem I had with it was
1: was that the scene with they. The scene with the flower given is too close to the scene. Way too close. close. It's like back to back. It's like too, no, almost no, no. Two and I, think that's
0: re- I think it's really good that they do that.
1: Because uh, it, it's, it, it
0: does a lot of things on a lot of levels. It shows us Luca Luca's feelings at first and the idea that these apes are way more open than humans are. These are things that we already know because we understand the apes are the good guys. But this is something that needs to be solidified it has in the movie. Yeah. To it, the it needs to be hammered to home. home. It needs to be shown that... All of the apes that are in this group, not mm-hmm. just the orangutan. Right. Otherwise, you're like, why does the gorilla not like the little girl? All of the characters have to have their moment with the little girl to understand that these are our true heroes, that the apes are the good guys. right? Yeah. Because we keep getting reminded of Koba, and we yes. remember Koba from the last one. Mm-hmm. And I think it also, in a very odd way, humanizes uh, the character of a little girl who at that point is unnamed. Um I don't she can't speak. We yeah. we still don't know exactly why she can't speak. We don't get what's going on. We don't even know if the guy that they killed outside the house was like her dad. Well that's well, the they assumption.
1: Show, so they show that he has the Alpha and Omega right. brand on him. But so he, when they so he, reveal, might have, he
0: might have ran away with her. I believe no, the idea is that he ran away with her because she got sick.
1: I'm not sure about that because when they reveal the little girl, her nose she has dried blood on her nose. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. If I that's, believe, that's I believe get, that she sick, got that she got, got sick,
0: and that he ran away because I bet you it was affecting the children faster than it was, and that's why we see no children at the camp. And that's also why they keep the children separate yeah. from the uh, the adult apes. I do like how shrouded in mystery the sickness is at this point, point. Yeah. and it makes sense because like there's no scientist to be able to. Like you said there's a scientist had a theory before he wasn't able to speak anymore, right? But there are just times. There are times when you get into, because, like, this movie is still, like, Rises is is an epidemic movie. Like, that's kind of, like, the subgenre I think it falls into, and it's a great one. And now we're in a war movie that is incepted from an epidemic movie, so it's, like, for me, I like to know the clear mechanics
1: of how these, I get, I, that's, I'm just saying. You could almost slip in, like, the last ten minutes of Rise, you could just take that movie Contagion. And slip that in. That's the last. That's like pretty much, or like, you know, like, it's like a, twenty-eight days later. Any of those movies, too. Well, I did you see Contagion? No, I haven't seen Contagion. Did you see Contagion? Yeah, I saw Contagion. Contagion is a, a really, really excellent, like, very. You clinical... know who
0: loves Contagion? Biologists.
1: Yeah, because that a, shit is on point. It is a very clinical, but also like socio-political, more yeah. almost more like the book. uh I'm Legend War Z World War Z World War Z yeah. yeah. Yes Yeah the book the book, because yes. the way the book like handles the way that society would break down in the event of a mm-hmm. global pandemic like that, right, is very. And but with contagion, it's like a real disease. Mm-hmm. I think it is a disease. Sorry, disease that like mutated from some oh, of so that like, disease. Is it like a... And the movie came out right around the time that like swine flu was a big thing. Oh. So, so it's kind of like. It just captures the fever. How would our society break down and eat itself in this kind of situation? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, even in... Because, like, in
0: Dawn, you don't really see the humans react to the disease as, like... It's over by the time Dawn happens. In Dawn, like, the the virus hasn't mutated to affect the humans again. In Dawn, they're kind of, like, dealing with the status quo now that the humans have died. Because the disease was killing the humans. But now we get this, like, paralysis mind...
1: How does how sort- society? Distorting. Yeah, like what yeah. is the remainder of society? Exactly, yeah. like humans
0: are on the, the, the humans are on like the decline. Yes, so like humans are like on the decline at the end of apes. Then they're kind of like in like the middle, kind like of Like, everything's a, like kind of normal for yeah, them, yeah. disease wise, like stabilized. Everything's stabilized, but then in in war, you find out it's just like. No humans are, like, still getting sick. Right. There's still issues in that. They're really, like, on the
1: extinction. Well, and that's that's an interesting take as well because it is... The disease puts humanity on its back foot. Mm -hmm. And it others the apes in a way that they are now Mm -hmm. a threat. Mm -hmm. And in Dawn, you have that homeostasis of humans and apes living together. There's a very tentative, like, relationship. But because they have now... They're on equal footing for one, and yeah, and Don. Well, and Don especially, I think they're even more a little bit on equal footing. Right, so they're on equal yeah. footing in Don for one, but they are at peace. But the othering is what triggers the war and right. ultimately destroys them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had
0: some good stuff to say about Gary Oldman's
1: characters. Good stuff. Well, yeah. Well,
0: I, th- I mean, things that you wanted him to do. Right, like he like with Gary Oldman's character and Don, like. He, I just was very confused by him because he was not in the movie a ton, but he he kind of just seemed like a vessel to like give speeches, just to have like this really crazy turn at the mm-hmm. end of the movie to be like, actually, fuck you, I have to do this for my people, and it was like very uncharacteristic of a character we didn't get a ton of development on mm-hmm. in the first place. It was yeah. kind of like I was I was thinking because I I told you like I was like I think it's kind of like you know you're supposed to like uh, relate to him and then like yeah. his turn at the end where he's just like fuck this like. I but I I was thinking about it some more today, and I we didn't talk about it earlier because we never got to it. But the I think it is a really good way where Jason Clark you're familiar with who Jason Clark is in Don. Is he the, he's, he's the main scientist? He's the main scientist. The main scientist. Yeah. Jason Clark is to Caesar as Gary Oldman is to Coba. Jason Clark mm. is like trust the humans. We will be good. We just need to do this to be able to save ourselves. Yeah. And Gary Oldman is, I have lost so much, and I cannot bear to lose anymore. We need to protect ourselves. We need to do this. We but need I to think, do that. But I think the better allegory is Woody Harrelson to Koba, then. Well, very Woody, much so. Woody Harrelson I is mean, like And the, I think that that's continuing... why Koba's echoes in war make yeah. so much sense, because... He is more Caesar similar to Caesar is not only yeah. being introduced to the human version yeah of koba he is also dealing with the koba that resides inside of him right. the idea that now that i've realized that ape can that ape sometimes needs to kill ape right. and that ape sometimes is as deceitful as, as human as human yeah now i know that that's inside of me you know yeah. dawn the ending of dawn is very much like the break of innocence it is we are not the altruistic Well it's not a it's not a Cain and Abel thing, it's like the birth of original sin. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. It's not him it's not him like creating a thing, it's him being like Oh, this thing is this is a darkness that's with that is within me. But like what's cool about Caesar is that he Oh, Jesus Christ, I was about to say this. He wears the sin on his back. He carries it with him, where he is the ape who killed ape, and he doesn't really force his people to kill ape. And he is like he lets himself be haunted by it because he's just like, no, I'm the one who did the killing. Mm-hmm. You guys don't have to do it. I did it for you. So he like wears it like a cross, He gets crucified. This is a Jesus allegory of this movie. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, I mean, God. Again, when they, when they're was... whipping him in front of everybody, hey. you're just kind of like, here we go. This is, get... is
1: what we're. This is what we're doing. You guys really are doing. This but song. if it was just a, again, if it was just a Jesus allegory. It would have seemed a little more phoned in, like but pandering. It has yeah, so many things swirling. Oh yeah, around I in no come... way think that it's pandering. No, no, they, or no that it, it is that that overdone or hammered home. I think movie. that it
0: every single scene that they show, whether or not it feels overdone or hammering at home, yeah. I really feel like it's it's needed there for what's about to follow.
1: Well, and them be like the main characters, the people of this movie being apes allows right. them to get away with like very overdramatic... not over dramatic, but like hyper dramatic scenes Mm -hmm. where it is very much facial expression and like limited communication but like long very dramatic scenes where if it were humans like looking at each other like this you'd be like okay yeah come on but being that they're apes yeah it's like it gives you that like you, you have that suspension of disbelief
0: yeah also it's just like the the execution of body language in the movie and like you know again like I, like, even if, uh, say, for example, you watched the movie with no subtitles, which would be a weird thing to do, you would still kind of know what the apes are doing because they're so good at gesturing right. and, like, showing emotion.
1: What mm. time is it? 11:40. Is there another screening of this over in <laughs> you <Cipsy> thing? <laughs> Probably. Apes Together Strong. I, I can't wait to see this movie again.
0: Um, okay, I want to talk about where the franchise is going. Does anyone have any, like, kind of, within the. Uh, we could talk about this movie forever, but anything they're really dying to talk about? Before we jump into, because I think it's important to talk about how the franchise goes, because I think we all have hopes, dreams, and logical conclusions. Before we get there. Uh, Beat by beat. I love the Vietnam opening in the beginning. I love how we get a real, like, Saving Private Ryan on D-Day kind of vibe from these characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really like how in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, we are first introduced to apes fighting humans. And in this one, we are first introduced to humans fighting Fighting apes. apes. Right. Even though that this is the one that humans are going to have the lesser of the story, I love that preacher. The third human character, who we introduced to at the very beginning, uh, he's the guy who he's the he's the guy in the first fight that like talks to the colonel oh, yeah He's, like, I don't think I'm gonna he's make one it. of the ones yeah. that's like left afterwards, um, uh, and he's the one that shoots. Caesar at the the end. With the arrow, yeah. I think that his character is just filled with enough uh, mystery and deception that we don't know where he's going. And I think that 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 pays off enormously in the end, where we don't know is he going to shoot Caesar again? Like, does he understand? I I think he he didn't even want to do it in the first place. No, I think he very much did. I think that everything that we were led to believe about his trust. And Woody Harrelson up to that was folly, that he was actually, he was totally fine with this. He's just, uh he had a sweet little
1: face yeah, and sweet little eyes, but still, he is just as dangerous as
0: the rest of them. But right I
1: think there. that goes for a lot of the beats in this movie. You yeah. could see some things that seemed like they were telegraphed and you could see like, like okay, I see where they're going with this. And they always pivoted away mm-hmm. and they always broke my expectations yeah. with this. I so expected that crossbow guy to be the one. To betray, about, yeah, Woody but, Harrelson. and that. And happens I was waiting, at the exact like, moment where you happens, get, I was the, like, okay, when's this gonna, when is he gonna like turn? It's definitely and, like, set up as, yeah. And but, I'm glad that it was not him in that scene that did it, it was the ape that yes, did it. It's and that, I, I mean,
0: like, let's be honest here, real quick, too. I don't want to take away from one of the best scenes in the movie, but I will always have this in my head instead of him just getting shot in the head while looking at Caesar after he saved Caesar and blew that guy up, blew Preacher up with a grenade, should have pointed that thing and and blown I up wish the gas he tank was for the one Caesar. Who yeah. He should have been the one that stopped it. I think that's kind and of And I like... think that that would have made way more sense especially because we see Caesar blow up more later.
1: Right. Yeah. You know,
0: so it's not like Caesar didn't do anything for it's it. Not like you're but... taking away this moment. I almost thought, when I saw that scene, I thought, I was like, the ape is going to shoot the grenade launcher at the thing and and maybe take Caesar out or like mortally wound Caesar but he but he and Caesar having understanding of being like Caesar being like no I want you to shoot that I can't get to my grenade belt right now Mm -hmm. you need to do this and it being like this is like this is the the forgiveness I will do this for you you know so it's weird that's the thing like the end of the, the, the ending of the movie where it's just kind of like oh my god no one's dying everyone's like it's just like antsy oh it's like the entire other army takes out this entire base that explodes and and then the avalanche happens and and then everyone the thing (laughs) is
1: right before we get to the avalanche because that scene was amazing as well if you don't even need that you don't even need that shit if the ape had a shot the grenade at the fuel tank yeah you wouldn't have got the moment of the human turning around and shooting that ape in the head because that was also that I, scene's important, I, too. I honestly think the scene would have played better if, in that
0: slow motion, he's looking at Caesar. Caesar realizes that he did it, and you see the guy turning around like, What did you do? And as he's raising his gun, gorilla Ape is still keeping his eye on Caesar, and he raises the grenade. And they fire at the same time. Uh-huh. You still get your slow motion aped up. I think yeah. you still get that. And like, And again, I'm not going to knock it. This is just kind of like, this is in no way like... Han Solo walking out onto that bridge and completely ruining everything you've been watching for two hours. This is more well, just kind of like, I'd rather it I, 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 I could think have that it would, it have, been, it. It would have been a different again, way. No. Again, you bring up something I disagree with you on. And yeah, I have well, the, I it's a
1: terribly the... fucking stage scene, man. It it Yeah, of course. But mm. um, it goes right back to my point at the beginning of this conversation. Every time I thought they were going to zig, they zagged. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I mean, like, with the with the human beings, though, I think we do need to touch on that, because that is very important, because I think that there, it is it is very much overkill at the end there. Literally overkill. It's it's a scene, you know, it's, I think we might have talked about it on the podcast, but it's like the effect of, like, when I saw The Dark Knight in theaters, like, there was like four different times the audience thought the movie was over. Right. I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, oh, you didn't kill Caesar yet? Oh, he's gonna live? Oh, he is fine? And then it's like, oh, they rode on the horse for, like... I don't know. It seemed like seven years. I don't fucking know. It's just to kind of kill, yeah, just to kind of kill him at the end. Like that's a little weird. And then it's like, but then, yeah, you have like the entire uh, northern army take out the Alpha Omega base for it to explode into a nuclear holocaust, then to have the avalanche happen. And like, listen, is all that stuff like eye meltingly gorgeous, like bombastic, amazing blockbuster magic? Hell yeah! But like for me, I was kind of like, I don't know if we need.
1: All of this. Okay. Well, here's why. Yeah, maybe it's a little bit like a little bit cartoony in a way, but zany. But these humans, all they give a shit about anymore is is war. Like yeah. we understand as the audience that. Well, how do you? On. Mm-hmm. We on as the audience. Yeah. Okay, go I, ahead.
0: Well, I was gonna say, like, well, how do you view this Northern Army coming to take out Alpha Omega? Okay, because Northern Army never said that they're anti-ape necessarily. Alpha Omega has positioned itself as being like we're anti ape and if you're sick
1: we're going to kill you too right okay and it's different Ready? yes let me get through the whole thought give me I'll sorry sorry later. i just <laughs> uh, <laughs> we understand that that humans are very much on their back foot there's not a large contingency of people period like human beings right. left on the earth and the ones that are now there's this new sickness that are threatening them
2: mm-hmm.
1: this entire huge northern army with helicopters and tanks. They've got an adversary now in Woody Harrelson's character. Okay. And all they care about... Is taking him is out. Is taking him out. does not matter that yeah. there are a, only a handful of human lives to spare at this point. They are consumed with war mm-hmm. to the degree that they are willing... Eh, I see your mouth moving. Let me finish the thought. And they... they go in and they blow up the whole thing and they pull out the, like, four prisoners and they're like, we did it, guys! We're the best! Like, because that was their only goal. play was to go and take out this this now adversary. Mm. And in that, in them all, like, charging into that base and celebrating their victory over this adversary, they're wiped out by the avalanche because they're just consumed by their desire for war. Very much. And that is... That And that is how they are faced with that That's I mean, the, that is the karmic retribution of that that absolute obsession with war is they just all get wiped out by the the avalanche and mm-hmm. it shows you even it goes even further with the evolution of the apes and how they are now this new king of the planet because they survive. The yeah. only reason they survived is because they could climb trees. And they yeah. all got up in the trees.
0: That was thrilling stuff, too. <laughs> Sorry, and also, I, I wanted to jump right there, and I was in the middle of uh, Mike just swallowing. the swallowing. So um, <laughs> the uh, I, I I honestly didn't know Caesar was going to make it out of that. Yeah, when he's jumping from tree to tree to tree, and everything's getting knocked down, that was one of the most thrilling action sequences I've That's seen. That's why I was so in surprised he died at in the end of the movie. So I was just like, "We are not, not killing him now." But, well, you yeah. know, like I know that Star Lord's not going to die. In Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I know that Spider-Man in the new the new reboot is not going to die. Not this one. In this, by the end of that, I was like, you (laughs) know what? Where we're at? Caesar's dying by the end of this movie. I just don't know how. Right. And I wasn't sure. With knowing that everybody else was safe in those trees, I didn't know if he was actually going to
1: make it. Well, I mean, they they've made the Jesus allegory so strong at this point that they're like, okay, Caesar's gonna have (coughs) to He's totally gonna have to die from like it's gonna have to die for this. But I think it was sweet the way they ended it where he got, he got his mo- like he that is his moment. He yeah. got to the promised and land. And Maurice got he his saw- great one too. Right. And he saw his people taken there. Yeah, that's he true. Got yeah, he couldn't to- have died right there. He, yeah. he had to see that happen. Yeah. He had to know that his people finally found peace. Yeah. Even in the point you brought before, I was just thinking like, you know, the Northern Army, they, they have no reason to really fight Woody Ellison. No. Because
0: if he's operating on his own, it's just like, all right, well, we have to take care of our sick people. Don't right. fuck with up, we will not fuck with you. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is them being, like, it's be, they're as fueled as revenge, just on a bigger scale. Right. Just as, they all have, everyone has a Koba inside them. Everyone it is, is that, listening yeah. to their Koba instead of listening to what the plight of their people are. Right. I mean, the military, we're told in the opening, it, like, the military is coming for the apes. Yeah. We are led to believe that the colonel's group, that is the military that was called. It's a fun we twist learn, when we, we find learn out that that is yeah. not the case. That mm, that the military that they have been dealing with has been primarily this kind of weird sect of this people, privateer army yeah, that, that it has are, a singular purpose in killing apes and sick people. Now, do, in terms do we of know if, the sickness, which that's not how it works, if, do we know that if the rest of the people from the north, if they were as aggressive personally? Like Jack said, what how they approach the situation with the colonel and just like destroying that goddamn place, yeah, that speaks volumes to whether or not they deserved what they got. But I also think that the private little moment that Caesar shares with three or four of them on the side where when they see him, it's Mm -hmm. concern at first. Yeah. And they start raising their guns. They go, there's an ape. Time to kill, to kill that the, one. We it's time to turn to the apes. We got all got these rid guns of that. and tanks. We and got ships, all these got, guns. Let's do it. And we're not going to listen to them the talk. It's the only <clears> way that that yeah. could have ended because, mm-hmm. uh, and it really is, it really is an act of God. Yeah. At the end there, where it it comes down and it it completely just wipes the slate literally clean.
1: Yeah. uh For these apes to inherit the earth. Right. Because you're and getting they, rid get, of, they get to mm-hmm. inherit the earth because they have. What a God. fucking movie, Dude, man! Wow. It's insane. Jesus. Christ. So yeah. So the thing is, like you know,
0: we get. Jesus to, Christ!
1: Yeah, we get. To, <laughs> is he still
0: alive? He's no, he's not. He never was real. No. Oh, Jesus might've been real, but oh, he was why? definitely brown. Um. So yeah, we get to the end of this movie. Caesar dies at the Promised Land. Caesar's people kind of do their thing. We all, you know, I think. I really, my, my closing thoughts about the movie before we go into this but next point, I think it's going to be fun to talk about. I love seeing the evolution as Caesar as a character from literally he's a born, inherits intelligence, inherits leadership, deals with what it means to be a king, murders Draco Malfoy. Murders Draco Malfoy in time to see, but he does bring his people to peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair So the thing is, like, you know, we see that, you know, War of the Planet of the Apes, let's talk about it in like a meta sense, though. War of the Planet of the Apes is probably going to do the best that this movie franchise has done so far. He's gonna make a ton of money. People, I think people are did. reviewing the. Sh- it already beat. Them. I mean, no, critically, absolutely. I think, absolutely. I think this is the most tenacious opening? one. Yeah. Oh no, wait, really? Yeah. Uh, so not, I, but again, like, dude, like, is, like, this is coming out. Like, this is uh, it might have a long tail though. Who knows? But uh, I am very sorry. Every two years, uh, the last week of July is not a good place to release a movie because that's when Christopher Nolan releases one, um, and we got Dunkirk coming out right now, and it is a. It is go- it's gonna I don't up. want it to. It's gonna clean up. Though. I mean, it's gonna clean up, and I hope that I hope that it's good. Uh, but I think that it, I don't want it to the knock can. War the Planet of the Apes out. No, and no, I don't you know, Judging to. from like three days after this movie came out, that theater was empty. Yeah,
2: that theater, Our is theater always, was
0: empty. That, that theater was empty. Because I, I read an article today that like War like already knocked out uh, Homecoming out of the top box the Right. Slot. Well, yes, Homecoming it did
1: this, over the weekend. This, this past weekend. Yes. With Spider-Man being in its second weekend and and War being in its first, First. War got 56.5, Spider-Man 45.2. Like, right behind. So, like, pretty close. Yeah. But right now, Dunkirk, which I think the embargoes are up. The reviews are coming out. It's getting, uh, like... Are uh, all the embargoes yeah. up? Uh, yeah. So,
0: yeah, I think so. The reviews that are coming in are pretty spicy. It's sitting at 98% right now yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, look, like, a, this is, you uh, like, you know, I don't want to turn this into Dunkirk, because uh, War of the World... Yeah, war, of the war, <laughs> war of the Planet of the Apes <laughs> the is going to movie. suffer from Dunkirk enough. Doesn't yeah. need it on this podcast, but... True. I am excited about it, and I think that getting a sincere, like, war movie from Christopher Nolan is, like, Cool. Do you guys think that uh, Ken? I you know, will. Well, you finish your point. I'm, I I'm really this. excited to have the pivot the conversation.
1: Yeah. A uh, a very well. From what I assume, I don't actually know, but from what I assume to be a pretty like classical take on a war movie, in the way that it's World war, war two. Yeah. And let's be honest. At the end of the day, it's a lot of white characters versus where this movie is going. With its hmm. themes and yep. takes on a war movie, and the ability to use othering in such a way that it is, it is very dramatically othering, but at the same time creating that empathy for, like you said, characters that are not speak not only speaking a different language, you know, they're not only othered from being a different language, but showing that human characteristic, yeah. but at the same time being as about as other as you can get, yeah, and having all those themes. Revolve they're, around a war movie. They're very alien in the movie. Like the apes are yeah, like it's aliens It's really crazy
0: how they're able to sneak these metaphors into because oh my God. I can find it very Seemlessly. easy to just watch this and yeah. you're just like, Apes versus Woody Harrelson. Cool. Cool. I'm with you. Yeah, and it's and a thrilling... you're just like and that's it. And you're like, oh great, and he died at the end. It was sad. But it's like, you know, it's the same thing like watching a movie like Logan.
1: Right. Yeah. And
0: you're just like, that was really cool because he finally got to say the F word a lot and he was stabbing people in the head. I can't and believe And I really he liked it. <laughs> and it's like, you know, but the, the fact that like they yeah. were talking about the entire X-Men franchise, right. the film franchise as a whole and Hugh Jackman's entire career as a whole as a metaphor for this final tale. Like, yes. it could go over your head and that's fine.
1: Well, not to mention also sneaking in all the, the themes of responsibility. And oh, I mean, that's and the big like, thing, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, they are, they are, not hiding because they all work so well to elevate the movie, but for the mainstream audience, like you said, it's monkey, it's monkeys versus people. Like, yeah. but like, the movie succeeds in that, right? The movie, and, yeah. and like I said, it's inceptive. Like I said, with Get Out, the the comparison it is incepting these themes into your head, mm-hmm. into um, a, into a mainstream audience's head. Do we know? see a Planet of the Apes movie without Caesar in it now? Like, I what really, are I don't? hope not.
0: I really hope not. Yeah. I don't want. Do you I, don't want. Do you think that this? Do you think this is it? Because like, I don't think this is it. I think we're gonna get some. I think they could take a few years off, come back. I almost I would like to see what this world turns into when the apes are smarter and creating like a real civilization I mean, they do it have, becomes more sci-fi. They do you know? have the setup where it would it's not there. be forced because yeah. in the first one, In Rise, before civilization starts falling apart, they do have um like the the message like that uh, a crew of astronauts was sent up to Mars and I hope that they make it. Oh, that is what okay. the first planet of the apes is about. Right. So is it possible that if they really, and I honestly, you know what? I would welcome that. If they want I'd to do one fourth, more I, and yes. remake and remake the first one where someone crashes on there, but like, I don't think that they're going to do it because what made these movies so good is Caesar. Caesar is our main character. Yeah. He is, he is our character. And whenever this astronaut, I, I, I like the idea that. They planted that seed that that story can take place. They left that option
1: open if they want to.
0: And I like it being left open. I think that it's really cool that that's their little link in. um, And if they wanted to make it, depending on who they, mainly who they got to write and direct it, but also who they put in it and what timeline they based it in, whether it was, you know, 10 years after what we just saw or 100
1: years after. I think they'd need to go 100 they have. Least, I think they have to go I don't deep. Know.
0: I think they'd have to go real deep. They'd have to go real deep, but, but I think that like, I would lose interest if like Maurice wasn't there and Cornelius or maybe was not. Cornelius the next easier. Or, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I agree. It's I, hard. We would need you know. to connect I th- in
1: some way. Think that they've, they've proven that they can develop characters like this and make you care about these characters. Yeah. But granted, with the, in the case of the characters that we have in this film, we have two more before that sort of lay the groundwork for that. Mm-hmm. But I think they're fully capable of of pulling this back. I think it, it for me, if it, it if it's this trilo- – the characters that work in this trilogy, yeah. I think their arc is put to bed. And I think if you drag mm-hmm. them out any longer, that's not going to be good because it's going to do yeah. injustice to a very poignant end to this trilogy. Mm-hmm. But if you pull it out 100 years and you apply the same expertise level of yeah. movie making that this movie did to that kind of retelling of yeah. the original story – that could work. I guess maybe it's like, you know, Planet of the Apes is
0: using uh, current, like, current political climate and using these themes to tell a story that only, like, maybe the Planets of the Apes template can, can only communicate these themes, and that's why that movie is so important. Or it's important because it's doing it so well. So I guess, like, you know, I would like to get a Planet of the Apes movie that maybe is, like, a very direct, like, reboot that takes place in this timeline of the first movie, but is in the Caesar beginning. But, I mean, really, the first but, like, Planet it has, Apes, it has to be telling... It, there needs to be a really good substance to it. Like, yeah. what is that story trying to tell? Right. Is it about yeah. othering? Is it about, like, accepting humans or accepting people who fucked you over for so right. long? Like, what is this movie going to I think that, actually, if you want to disregard all of the other Planet of the Apes movies in the original five, which a lot of people do, yeah. The, uh, the original Planet of the Apes movie with Charlton Heston... Acts as a direct sequel to this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Without
0: anything else, it could still so do that. That, that yeah. eventually changes the canon and, and changes who the character of Caesar is and yeah. who Cornelius is and all of these other things. That first one acts as a direct it still the sequel up to, this movie. to this. Pretty, yeah. Pretty much. Right off the top of my head, there might be something in there that maybe canically doesn't work but I and I honestly think that that might have been their intention at the at the whole time which is just to the original you know, we don't want to... We'll it would have been really we'll, funny we'll, if they built up to the Tim Burton of the Apes. We'll loop it back
1: weird. around. Kind of like Metal Gear Solid Five goes back to the original Metal Gear. Not yes. even Metal Gear Solid, like, it, like, like MG. Spoiler that's alert. A, that's a different beast, yeah. kind of, because, hey, if you know the story of the original Metal Gear, you probably play, played Metal Gear Solid V. Also, 5. if and you know, if you know any true. of the
0: stories of Metal Gear, you're a hero because yeah. that game is hard to understand yeah. what's going yeah. on. Um, no, that's a good point. I mean, th- I just... I guess... I just really loved this movie, and I and like after seeing Don the other day, like I'm just like I'm I'm down. Like I'm not. Well, I'm let's to see so, this movie again then. <laughs> I'm not so cynical on this franchise. Like I do usually get by the end of a, th- a third movie in it, where I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You guys did what you did. Like you know, in the Logan, I was just like, man, you guys finally killed it, and like that's all you need. This movie, I'm just like oh, you guys, like, have been honing in the formula. You, you nailed it. just nailed it. And I'm like, yeah. no, don't stop.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: don't stop. Give me more. And, like, I, that's why I kind of agree with what you said earlier. I was like, I do think that maybe the Caesar story is over, but I do think that they can get me compelled in more Monkey Tales. And yeah, I would be maybe. open to it. And starting with the template of the original, rebooting that, and then going after that. Like, take three or four years off. Or even... Then give me that
1: remake. Even, you like you back. said, tell other stories in this... In this,
0: yeah, not even like 100 years in the future. Because we didn't even just...
1: really talk about, um, oh, what's his name's they're, character? They're... Steve Zahn's character. B- oh, oh yeah. Yeah. The, the comedic relief is amazing. Needed. 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 Yeah, there, this, this is a, is a really, bleak movie. I don't know I if so ridiculous that is that is fucking, even you're just like, This is
0: a serious. Movie, heavy, yeah. it's very heavy. Like you know, you're going and from like honestly, people dying to concentration camps. I don't. I doors, didn't even care. If, yeah, it's yeah, all, it's in all there. there. I didn't even care if sometimes the jokes didn't land for me. Just feeling them land for other people in the room, I was, was like, nice. Okay, good. That's you nice. Get, you get
1: a few moments when they reveal him in the, in that scene after a very like intense chase scene and. They kind of play into it's that like whole bad scene ape, bad with age, them sitting yeah. around the fire and him like saying like him <laughs> he's saying like don't that, touch that take don't touch that it's yeah. mine it's, like, it's a great yeah. it's like it's just it's mine it's mine it's just like oh okay like I can like yeah. I can lean back yeah there's for... there's moments and they put it in there just
0: when you need it where yeah. you're just like yeah you just saw Caesar just get whipped and he's probably gonna die and everything is lost and the movie's pretty much over go home sad you would get a little a little bad ape joke that would be yeah. like. It's a movie. I can't... Yeah. Okay, I can, God. I can, like, I'll get through seconds. this. Yeah. I don't think they're going to destroy me. Fun. Yeah. It's a... Uh, yeah, I I would not mind another one. But uh, this podcast is going real long. I like that movie it's so a, much. It's a testament to like I really... It's one of... I, I did not think I was going to leave this movie being like, I think it might be one of my favorite movies of this year. It's... it's Honestly... It's very surprising. I mean, I, I knew I was going to like it because I like Planet of the Apes. It's one of my favorite franchises. I've been looking forward to this movie. I've liked yeah. the last two. I'm a huge fan of Andy Serkis' mocap work. I think Hell it's stunning yeah. oh, and amazing, yeah. and it's exciting to be alive during the time where this guy, who is like, he's the fucking Gene Kelly of his form of dancing
1: right, right now, for sure. and we're alive yeah. right
0: now to get to see him do it. Um, I love it, ways. but I really did not think that I was going to like it as much as I did. I didn't yeah. think I was going to walk away going. Shit, this is topless contending. This I feel is, like we're if gonna they, talk about
1: this movie again at the end. I feel of like year. if they did For make sure.
0: another Apes movie, Andy Serkis would not come back as Caesar because he's dead. But Andy Serkis would come back as like, well, you know, he's the only guy that does monkey. He Mon- comes he, back as he Cornelius. He's, he's like yeah. he he does
1: monkey the best, so he right. had to come back and do it. Mm. Yeah, um, there was a, there was a moment where I was like Caesar was moving in a way, and I was like, wow, the really believable like ape movement, and then I was like. That was a dude that made that movie. just did that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a man. Made that movie. He's good movement. man. He knows what
0: he's doing. All right guys, I would ask for closing thoughts, but we don't have time.
2: Uh it's been
0: <laughs> closing
1: thoughts this whole time. This whole time. I,
0: I mean, this is the closing thought. Go see this movie again. Yeah. Give this movie money. It just yeah. it so, deserves it. So Fall asleep. Yeah. If next time you want to take a nap, go spend 10 bucks.
1: Yeah. You have some weird cuz this movie deserves it. Cuz this vote, movie deserves vote it. with your dollar people. This yeah. movie deserves it. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this very
0: long podcast, but hopefully you enjoyed it as much as you enjoyed War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Story Screen is a website that has podcasts that you should subscribe to. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, like all of our shit. (laughs) <laughs> um We do a whole bunch of shit. We got t-shirts. We got other shit. Please we like, like our shit. We like our shit. We hey, like just our shit. Check out our shit. Just check our trying shit, you you like to be optimistic after watching <laughs> just this like movie. Our shit, Even like after two hours talking about it, you're like trying to be optimistic. It's you're, like, hard. Fuck. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. All right. Again, thank you so much for listening. Uh We love you.
1: Bye bye. Peace. Bye, we-
0: About Jesus? Yes. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes. Uh, how do you start Hot Takes? Do you again? want me to do
1: it? I can do it. Okay. You you told do me it. to do it. You shoddy not doing it. I'll do it though if you don't want to do it. I can do it. Okay. Great job, guys.